Marquise Bucky Irving enters the transfer portal. How that affects the running back room for the Golden Gophers and how we will fill the gap left behind. Today on Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what happens, no matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Uh, Whatever turns out, however it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. And then when it does turn out, good or bad, we're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. Welcome in, beautiful people, to the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Rob. I am the host of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at 4KaneRobVideo. Be sure to follow the podcast on wherever you go to find your streaming services, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other preferred service. Make sure to follow Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast and be sure to leave a five-star review. Before we dive right in into the latest and greatest of Golden Gophers news, be sure to follow the Twitter account at LOGophers. We are going to be starting a mailbag episode starting this Thursday where I will need your greatest questions, the what's been itching at your brain. We're going to take those questions and answer as many as we possibly can on Thursday, so be sure to send those our way. But let's address the topic we have all come here for, and that is the transfer of Bucky Irving. Marquise Bucky Irving, Gophers running back, true freshman last season in 2021, has declared and entered his name into the transfer portal. This was a shocking occurrence from fans and seemingly coaches alike. The real question that comes into play is why? What led to this transfer or entry into the transfer portal? Let's talk a little bit about Bucky Irving before we dive into that. He was a true freshman last season. He played in 12 games, had 133 attempts, 700 yards rushing, 699, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and round up on that one. 5.3 yards per carry. He also came away with eight receptions for 73 yards. He also had four total touchdowns last season. This was a good amount of production for a player that was likely not anticipated to play, but due to the injury-riddled backfield, ended up seeing valuable minutes in certain games. Now, here's the thing. I don't believe Minnesota saw this coming either, and here is the main factor why. Recent Gopher commit Darius Taylor, whom we talked about last week on the podcast, he was hosted by Marquise Bucky Irving. In fact, in an interview with Rivals, it was Darius Taylor whom had said that their connection and the connection he built with Bucky Irving helped him pick Minnesota. Now that statement in itself could be a worry for the future, but we will come back to that later in the podcast. But the reason that that fact is prevalent and why I believe the coaches were also unaware of this potential transfer is because I have worked in the college football landscape. I have assisted in recruiting ventures for the school I used to work for. And here's the deal. When you have recruits on campus 
you're not pairing them with a host that you think would either A, scare them off or give them a negative experience, and B, someone that is going to hit the door in the near future. Because in any coach's head, if you know someone is leaving or has not even an inkling of leaving, why would you want them representing your program and your school to a player that you are trying to commit and bring in for the long haul? So that really doesn't make any sense any way you choose to look at it, which is why I believe the Gophers coaches are probably just as shocked at this transfer decision as we were. So in our immediate reactions, that brings the biggest question to the table, which is why? Why would Marquise Bucky Irving put his name into the transfer portal? And a lot of people will probably default to the fact that Mo Ibrahim will be back and starting this year for the Golden Gophers. That along with Trayson Potts and Bryce Williams coming back, people are saying or people are assuming that Marquise Bucky Irving would have been behind all of these guys and the opportunity to play, which is why he would want to transfer. Now, although this may be a possible outlook into why this transfer entry has happened, I'm not sure it makes the most sense because Mo Ibrahim, Trayson Potts, and Bryce Williams are all currently only doing individual drill works what we would call indie drills in these spring practices. They're not taking any team reps or live reps within the practice during this spring season. And I believe that is going to hold true throughout the entirety of the spring, meaning they also will not play in the spring game. Now, we will keep our eyes peeled for that here at the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, but I can say with a good amount of certainty that at least Ibrahim And Bryce Williams will not be playing in that spring game because they will not have been healed back in time. I believe Potts also will not, but that one may be a little bit more up in the air. So again, at least through these spring sessions, those three guys are not taking any reps away from Marquise Irving. In fact, one could argue that this time in the spring would allow Marquise Irving to establish himself within these reps and within this program in the spring offseason and perhaps establish himself enough to take more of a role, maybe be the number two behind Mo Ibrahim. On top of that, it would allow him to establish that he could be the guy moving forward outside of this year once Mo has graduated and gone on to the NFL. So again, I'm a little confused, still kind of shocked by the transfer entry. But what makes a little bit more sense to me is that Zach Evans, true freshman in this class of 2022, has likely been showing up and possibly showing out here in the spring session. Now, what leads me to this conclusion? Well, Zach Evans is no slough of his own. He was the highest rated prospect or commit that we got on the Gophers team that is in this early entry, early enroll. So yes, we had two other commits that were four stars ahead of him that won't be joining the program until the summer slash fall camp, which then brings us to 
all of our other early enrollees who are participating in the spring camp. And of those, Zach Evans is our highest rated prospect coming into the season. This conclusion leads me to believe it is more likely if you have a true freshman outperforming you or even just stealing some reps from you early on in this spring camp and having the nagging feeling in the back of your head that two, possibly all three of the backs that were injured and returning from injury could eat at your time because that becomes a lot more crowded. Regardless of the reasoning, the deed has been done. Bucky Irving is officially in the transfer portal, and we will be sad to see him go as Gopher fans. He showed a lot of promise. In fact, he had three games over 100 yards in his true freshman season. These games were against Maryland, Northwestern, and the most important and probably most intriguing was in the guaranteed rate bowl game against West Virginia where he had 129 yards. I also want to take this time to mention that Douglas Emilian, who has also entered the portal, he is a wide receiver. In his past two seasons with the Gophers, he has had zero receptions. He probably likely would have been behind Chris Ottman Bell, Dalen Wright, Daniel Jackson, and Michael Brown Stevens for sure. That's at minimum. Other guys could have been ahead of him on the depth chart. And that's not taking into account tight end Brevin Span Ford as well and the targets that he would ensue. We wish him the best of luck as he pursues his career further. Also, we over at the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast wish Bucky Irving nothing but the best of luck as he moves forward in his career. That being said, we do need to somehow replace the promise and production that he brought. So that's what we're going to dive into next here on Locked On Golden Gophers. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the low-calorie, high-protein bar that you should be replacing all of your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, yet this has 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein, and it is completely covered in real chocolate. And have you tried the puffs? Those are what I can't wait to get my hands on because the puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. That's right, you heard it here, protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So be sure to head over to Built.com and use our offer. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So now that we've discussed the exit of Bucky Irving, we need to address how do we fill the gap that that loss presents. Currently, if you look over the roster, the only active running backs in this spring session include true freshman Zach Evans, redshirt senior Preston Jellin, redshirt freshman Jordan Newbin, and redshirt sophomore Kendall Moore. If you also want to throw in LeCaptain in there, I won't blame you seeing it as he had three attempts last year in 2021, but I'm not going to count on that too much. 
of these active backs, if you count LeCaptain, you had three total attempts in 2021. Kendall Moore has gone two seasons with the Gophers with no in-game action. Jordan Newbin has also logged no game action. And then Preston Jellin in his four years at the University of Minnesota has had four total attempts. So not really the most promising stable of running backs outside of Zach Evans. And I see why that could cause panic to ensue. But before we do that, let's talk about Zach Evans, the true freshman. Zach Evans was a three-star recruit from Texas high school football. He is the highest early enroll commit of the class of 2022 for Minnesota, which I have mentioned previously. Taking a look at his three years on varsity, his senior season, he had 243 attempts with 1,957 rush yards, 26 rushing touchdowns. On top of that, he had five receptions for 78 yards and two touchdowns. So super productive his senior year, especially on the ground. Junior year, he had 199 attempts with 1,220 yards and 14 touchdowns. In his sophomore season, he had 135 attempts for 794 yards and 7 touchdowns. All of that goes to show he was extremely productive in one of the best states that is known for its high school football programs. So you love to see that. On top of that, Evans has a 24-7 recruiting score rating of a .8709. Now, Bucky was a .8932, so they were relatively close, although Bucky did outweigh him as a high school recruit. Taking a look at the rival's recruit rating, Evans was given a score of 5.7. Now, in comparison to the number one rated running back, in the class of 2022, Branson Robinson, and the second-rated running back in this class, Nicholas Singleton of Penn State. Both of those guys are rated at a 6.0. And then backs 3 and 4, which include Trevante Citizen, were rated at a 5.9. So he is really just decimals behind these guys, these top four running back prospects within the class of 2022. According to the Gophers website, Rivals had him ranked at the number 10 running back position in the nation at one point during this last recruiting session. Now that along with a recent Star Tribune article from John Volk has shown another glimpse of hope from the true freshman. Now I'm not placing a lot of weight into this, but it was an article talking about Tyler Newbin, who is one of our best defenders on the team and was one of our best defenders on the team last year on a defense which was number three in the nation in total defense. Tyler Newbin had been racing downhill and burst through the offensive line on the first padded practice. And Zach Evans, as a true freshman, had sensed Newbin in the hole, slipped past his safety senior, and he had a huge gain on the first padded practice. Now that instinctual adjustment made by a true freshman, I mean, I again, I'm not placing a ton of weight on this situation, but that is extremely promising to hear on the first padded practice. That's something that makes me at least consider that maybe he has been showing out in these early stages of the spring game, which could have led to him seeing more work in the rotation early on with these guys injured behind him. 
So Zach Evans could be earning himself some minutes in the rotation or at least a look towards the future. But that being said, he will likely be a part of this team's future, whether that be the main workhorse in the rotation or complimentary back. Additionally, Trayson Potts still has three years of eligibility left. In 2021, he started four of the five games he played prior to his injury. He had 112 attempts and 552 yards. On top of that, he had six touchdowns in those five games. He was averaging 110 yards per game in this past season. In 2020, he played five games and he only rushed 19 times, but that was for 120 yards and a touchdown. Something you do like to see is that Trayson Potts has showed the ability to take over a game. He had 178 yards and two touchdowns against Miami of Ohio this past season, plus 121 yards and three touchdowns versus Colorado this past season, and then 141 rushing yards versus Bowling Green. So three of those four games he started, he went absolutely insane, and you know the upside is there. We've seen that for a fact. So I am highly of the belief that Trayson Potts will at least be the number two in this running back room, both this year behind Mo Ibrahim and probably next year if he's not the lead back. So Trayson Potts will be heavily involved. I'm guessing Zach Evans is going to at least have a chance to assert some prominence and dominance moving forward for future years, if not sneak into the rotation this year. And then that leads us to Bryce Williams, who also has two years of eligibility left. He rushed for 37 times for 186 yards and three touchdowns in 2021. To me, he seems more of a complimentary back, and he played really well in his freshman game, playing in all 13 games as a freshman and rushing 117 times for 502 yards and four touchdowns. So he never released, he didn't start much in those games as a freshman, but as I said, he is a great complimentary piece. So he could be involved and that is something positive that we can see from him. Now, the last running back I am bringing up is, of course, Mo Ibrahim. We are not going to hardcore dive into his numbers because we know what Mo Ibrahim has been and what he is probably going to be barring health. Mo Ibrahim is a monster. That's the best way I can put that. He is a great running back who has NFL potential. He holds 10 school records for the University of Minnesota And it is without question that he will be the lead running back of this next season, which is his last season of eligibility. So we know that he'll be starting this year, and it just comes down to who will be the pieces in the rotation around him and how many touches they will receive. But the bigger question is, how will this running back room look next year and who will be taking the lead role? Now, I do want to touch on Darius Taylor, the newest commit of the class of 2023, and I also want to talk about what I believe is going to be an important thing for us fans to do with this running back room moving forward. We'll talk about that next, but first I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. 
If you believe that this year is Minnesota's year to win it all and win the national championship, we have odds at plus 20,000. That is the same as schools like Iowa, Arizona State, Purdue, and Wake Forest, meaning if you put $10 down, then your return would be 2000 Now, if I believe that this year was our year, I would be easily dropping $10 on something like that. But you can catch other bets on Bet Online, such as NFL futures bets, boxing matches, basketball games, whatever is your preference. Bet Online has the numbers for you. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, quickly speaking to new commit Darius Taylor, this transfer news does slightly concern me because I wonder if it will put doubt in the new recruit's head, especially being such an early commit and the fact that he literally stated that Bucky Irving was a good connection that he had and that he was intrigued and helped guide him towards Minnesota. Now, barring he holds his commitment, he would be a great future piece in this rotation of the running back room, and he is someone that I could definitely see getting more opportunity in the future years with guys like Zach Evans and Trayson Potts. In his junior season, he had 136 carries for 1,379 rush yards plus 620 receiving yards, 24 total touchdowns, including a kick return touchdown. Now, in his interview with Rivals, he had mentioned how the Gophers plan to use him in the backfield, but also use him in the slot and as a returner grabbing hold of his entire athleticism package. So he is a recruit we really want to hold on to. And I think he could play a very valuable role in the future for this program. So hopefully we really hone in and we go all out in keeping his commitment. We are going to close the show on some final thoughts and closing arguments on the Minnesota running back room and what I believe us as fans need to take away from this transfer and our running back room. You know, for years there's been the argument, especially at the NFL level, that the RB is easily replaceable, hence why you shouldn't pay NFL running backs major contracts after their rookie contract is up. Now, although I don't fully agree With that statement, I think it bars a lot on the pending situation that you have as a unit and as a team, but I do believe our current system in place with the University of Minnesota and the coaching in place that we have well established and extended for the future years to come, I think that our running back room will be quite all right. In my honest opinion, Looking at all of the tea leaves and trying to read them, Zach Evans must be showing some flashes. It may not be the sole reason for the portal entry, but that paired with what was seen in briefly public practices, it sounds as though he has been looking good. On top of that, we're likely to see Mo Ibrahim heavy this season with Potts, Williams, and possibly Evans pending on how he truly is looking in the spring camp and the fall camp in that rotation. Now next year, 
I would expect a split backfield of Potts and Evans unless one clearly pulls ahead with their efficiency and within their opportunities in 2023 and the offseason that will follow. One thing on this running back room that I don't think has been talked about or discussed enough in regards to trusting the system and trusting the process that P.J. Fleck has built on that offensive side of ball is that Mo Ibrahim came in at the same time as P.J. Fleck. He redshirted in his first year in 2017, which was Fleck's first year as a head coach, and he was the offensive scout team player of the year. From there, he went on to set school records from his freshman year, and his development in this program has seen him go from a two-star running back prospect to Big Ten running back of the year, third team All-America, and all Big Ten first team running back. And that all happened under P.J. Flex time here with the program. So if we're going to trust anybody to help develop a running back room, why wouldn't it be this coaching system that we have in place? On top of that, when Mo went down last year, we had the same fear that our season was in jeopardy and we would struggle on the ground. And we went on to be the 28th in the nation in rush yards per game and 29th in the nation in total rushing yards. And that is not only behind the injury of Mo Ibrahim, but also the injury to our backup and to our backup's backup, where we were finally running with a true freshman. Think about that. We were in the top 30 teams in the nation in running with four different running backs that were taking a large number of carries. So trust the process, trust the system that we have in place. We are going to be okay as much as it sucks to see such a talented prospect and young running back in Bucky Irving entering the transfer portal. We're going to be okay. Keep trusting keep rowing. And that's going to do it for us here at the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast today. Thank you for tuning in. Again, this is the show where we always continue to row. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Be sure to give us a five-star review while you're over there giving us a follow. And finally, please tell a friend about the show. I know you have Gophers fans that are friends out there. You talk about the Gophers with your coworker, with your family, with your friends. Get them to tune into the podcast. We're going to take over the Golden Gopher airwaves, and we're going to make this the home for where you go for Minnesota Golden Gopher sports. We've got our mailbag episode coming up on Thursday, so send any questions or topics that you would like us to discuss to us on Twitter at the Lockdown Gophers Twitter account, or you can send those questions via email at LockdownGoldenGophers at gmail.com. So please send those questions my way. We're going to get those going for you on Thursday. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow where we'll talk about Ethan Kayakmanis, our quarterback of the future, and then we'll discuss basketball commits of both the men's and women's programs and what to look forward to coming up next season. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. My name is Kane Rob. Follow me at 4 Rob video on Twitter. 
Have a great day and I will see you tomorrow.